Thanks for being here today, and I want to especially thank Emilio and the folks here at Turner Hall for not only hosting us today, but for standing with us uh, in this important work. I also want to thank Planned Parenthood, American College of Obstetrician and Gynecologists, members of the legislature, and all the partner organizations uh, and stakeholders with us today, and, and thank you. When we learned about the then-draft Supreme Court opinion to overturn Roe v. Wade, I know many across our state and nation were scared and worried about their own health and the health and safety of their family members and their friends and their neighbors. We all were. And of course, Friday came and our worst fears came true. In one fell swoop, the Supreme Court overturned Roe and ruled that the U.S. Constitution confers no right to an abortion, effectively stripping Wisconsinites and many Americans across the country our family members, friends, and our neighbors, of the ability to make their own reproductive health care decisions without interference from politicians. Half the people in our state now have fewer rights than they did four days ago, fewer rights than their mothers and their grandfathers or grandmothers had before them. And that is an unconscionable legacy. For those who died because they were not entitled to these rights, for those who fought hard to gain and protect those rights, and perhaps most importantly for the kids who might not grow up without those rights altogether. And the weight of the Supreme Court decision hits close to home for us in the Badger State. Wisconsin is among the handful of states that still has an archaic criminal abortion ban on the books that originated in 1849. It's been on the books before the Civil War and decades before women uh, even had the right to vote and bans nearly all abortions, even those in cases of rape and incest. In January, I stood with Democratic legislators and Attorney General Josh Call at our state capitol and called on the Rep Republicans to do the right thing. Take proactive, uh, excuse me, take proactive action before the Supreme Court decision and repeal that ban. And when Republicans packed up and concluded their regular session work without taking action and no ignoring the majority of Wisconsinites who support safe, legal access to abortion, I again stood with these folks in this room, called the legislature in a special session to repeal this archaic law once and for all, and last week, even knowing a Supreme Court decision was imminent, they had another opportunity to do the right thing, and again, Republicans refused. Yes, the people of Wisconsin were abandoned by the Supreme Court, but they've also been abandoned repeatedly and willfully. They were failed by our Republican legislators who sat around and watched this happen in slow motion and didn't do a damn thing to do it, to take care of it. They failed to listen to the will of the people and do their jobs. They failed to even debate or discuss what this decision would mean to the health and safety of the people they serve. And they failed to protect freedom and the right of every single Wisconsinite to make the reproductive health care decision that's right for them. And on Friday, my family and the families of Wisconsinites across the state feel, uh, feel, felt the failure of that uh, event. Wisconsinites now face the alarming reality of the consequences of Republican inaction and the dangerous effects it will have on folks and families across our state. Well, I've always promised I'd defend access to reproductive health care. And I've promised to veto legislation that would restrict reproductive rights 
And I've kept those promises. So as I said last week, I fight this every way we can with every power that we have. And that's what we're going to do. Today I'm announcing that we're taking this fight back to the courts. I've authorized Attorney General Josh Call to file a lawsuit today that is a direct challenge of Wisconsin's 1849 criminal abortion ban. An overwhelming majority of Wisconsinites supported Roe and making sure abortions remain safe and legal in Wisconsin. And if Republicans won't do their part, what's right, and help the people of the state, then we will. I'll hand things over to Attorney General Josh Call in a, just a few a minute. We'll speak more to this loss, what this lawsuit means. But our message to Wisconsinites is this: We will never stop fighting to make sure that every single Wisconsinite has the right to consult their family, their faith, and their doctor to make the reproductive health care decision that's right for them. Decisions that should be made without interference from politicians or members of the Supreme Court who don't know anything about their life circumstances, their values, and their responsibilities, period. So whether it's this lawsuit offering clemency to doctors convicted under this archaic law or not appointing prosecutors who would enforce it, we are together in this fight, and we will not back down. Thanks again to all the advocates here today and healthcare providers and reproductive healthcare leaders. Thank you for your endless dedication and persistence. We're with you. Now I'd like to th th turn things over to uh, Attorney General Josh Call. Josh. Um, first, thank you, Governor Evers, for your continued leadership uh, as we fight to protect and now restore um, reproductive freedom in Wisconsin. Um, since last Friday, we have begun to see the impacts of the U.S. Supreme Court's decision overturning Roe v. Wade. Safe and legal abortion has stopped in the state of Wisconsin. Um, my office has begun receiving questions from sexual assault nurse examiners uh, who are wondering uh, whether they can still dispense emergency contraception, who are asking whether there's an exception under the 19th century abortion ban for cases of rape and incest. Uh, and the reality is that if that 18, 19th century abortion ban remains in effect, sexual assault victims in Wisconsin will be required under Wisconsin law to carry their rapist baby to term without getting medical intervention. That is not a free society. Women in Wisconsin deserve better. The Supreme Court decision has made Wisconsin's women less safe, less equal, and less free. And we need to change that. Now, Governor Ebers and I have taken decisive action in the last few days to minimize the harm from the Supreme Court's decision. Governor Ebers has made clear that he will grant clemency in cases in which people are prosecuted under the old ban. My office has been clear that we will not use our resources to investigate or prosecute anybody under Wisconsin's 19th century ban. But minimizing the harm isn't enough. We need to do much, much more. So today we, are, we have filed a lawsuit uh, that asks the courts to clarify that Wisconsin's 19th century abortion ban is not in effect. Um, we are making two legal arguments 
in support of this case. Number one, there are a series of laws that were passed subsequent to Roe that provide regulation for lawful abortions in Wisconsin. Uh, those statutes are directly inconsistent with Wisconsin's 19th century abortion ban. Uh, it can't be both legal and illegal to provide an abortion to protect the health of a mother. We've also argued that Wisconsin's abortion ban has fallen into disuse and can no longer be enforced under Wisconsin law. There's a legal doctrine known as desuetude uh, that we argue applies here. Uh, Wisconsin's criminal abortion ban has been unenforceable for more than 50 years. Wisconsin actually had a decision that predates Roe decided in 1970 that invalidated Wisconsin's abortion ban. So for over 50 years, uh, abortion rights have been protected in Wisconsin. But even before those decisions, although there were abortion bans in most states around the country, people knew then what we continue to know, which is that making abortion illegal doesn't stop abortion. It stops safe and legal abortion. In fact, when those bans were in place, abortion was commonplace, but the laws were very rarely enforced and they were disparately enforced. Um, so we have contended that those laws, because of the history of uh, limited enforcement and the fact that they haven't been enforced for more than 50 years, no longer can be in effect um, in Wisconsin. I, I, I want to add, too, that um, you know, there has been discussion from the Supreme Court about returning this issue to the states. Um, but what we're talking about if this 19th century ban is enforced is not returning this issue to the states. We're talking about returning Wisconsin to the 19th century. This law was passed well before women had the right to vote. It was passed before the Civil War. It uses terminology that is outdated and leaves doctors and others uncertain as to what exactly the law provides for. Uh, and that law cannot fairly be said after 50 years of being invalid to represent the will of the people of the state of Wisconsin. If legislators think there should be an abortion ban in Wisconsin, they should go into session and pass that legislation. I'm confident the governor will veto it, but, uh, but legislators, if they want this law enforced, need to stand by it. A bill that was enacted before any of them was born, before anybody here was born. So today we are bringing suit. Um, we are seeking to have the 18th, 1800s ban declared unenforceable, and we are also uh, going to continue to fight for legislation. Um, we were here not too long ago when Governor Evers called the special session. It was held one week ago today. Uh, and I want to point out that last week, Senator Kapinga emphasized that the Supreme Court opinion hadn't been issued yet. That was last week, Tuesday. Um, well, now the Supreme Court opinion has been issued. Uh, and we still need the legislature to act. Because while this litigation is playing out, um, regardless of what ultimately happens, uh, access to safe and legal abortion has stopped in Wisconsin. Women in Wisconsin are already beginning to feel the effects of that legislation. So we need our legislators now to step up and act and to restore reproductive freedom for women in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, so with that, uh, I'm going to turn it over to Dr. Kathy King, the medical director at Planned Parenthood of Wisconsin. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, as Attorney General Call said, um, I am an OBGYN and medical director of Planned Parenthood of Wisconsin. 
Thank you to Governor Evers and Attorney General Call for taking this important action to challenge Wisconsin's 173-year-old abortion ban in court. On behalf of the patients and communities Planned Parenthood of Wisconsin serves, I and my staff are incredibly grateful for and supportive of your leadership on this litigation. I have provided full-spectrum reproductive health care, including in, uh, abortion, in Wisconsin for the past 25 years. The patients of reproductive age that I and my staff serve had never known a time when safe, legal abortion was not available in our state. Our patients already face all kinds of injustices and inequities. They are dealing with poverty, lack of resources, distress while struggling to parent the children they already have, abuse, and health risks, all that manifests into their decision to terminate their pregnancy. Last Friday, after the SCOTUS decision overturning Roe, we were forced to deny people care and turn them away due to the threat of felony criminal prosecution from a vague, ill-defined law from 1849. Suddenly, without the federal protection of Roe, in an instant, we who care so deeply about being there for our patients, no matter what, could not be for them, could not be there for them at one of the most pivotal times in their life. Against everything we value, we were forced to cause suffering. But suddenly, in an instant, we shifted to do everything we could to help people access care across state lines, but no, not everyone will have the privilege to access that care. When I think of people being forced to continue a pregnancy they do not want, giving birth when they do not want to, facing the health risks of continuing a medically complex pregnancy against their will, I know it will magnify the pain distress, injustice, and inequity that already burdens their lives. As a physician committed to the health and safety of my patients, I know the fall of Roe will exacerbate the maternal health crisis in this country. When compared to similarly wealthy countries, the United States ranks last with the highest maternal mortality rate. In Wisconsin, you are five times more likely to die from a pregnancy-related cause if you are black versus if you are white. A study published in the Journal of Demography in October 2021, one month after the Texas SB8 abortion ban, found that banning abortion nationwide would increase U.S. maternal mortality by 21% overall and 33% if you are black. One in four women during their lifetime make the deeply personal decision to have an abortion. For most people not involved in this work, these are nameless, faceless statistics. Abortion stigma leads to silence, which leads to more stigma. It is now more important than ever to break this cycle and normalize abortion for what it is, healthcare. Please remember, people who have abortions are your friends, 
family, neighbors, coworkers, church members. They are people we know and care about. I and the majority of Americans and Wisconsinites believe that people should have the basic human right to decide whether to have a child or not. I hope we can all agree that the person who is pregnant should be the one to make the deeply personal, moral, and ethical decision based on their life circumstances, whether to continue or terminate their pregnancy. Not an elected official with a political agenda, not a person trying to impose their personal religious beliefs on someone else, and not an archaic law written at a time when black people were enslaved without any rights to bodily autonomy and women could not vote or hold elected office. On behalf of my medical colleagues and the people we serve, I again thank Governor Evers and Attorney General Call for your leadership and for moving forward with this important litigation. The lives and health of Wisconsinites depends on it. Thank you. Uh, and with that, I will turn the mic over to Dr. Kristen Lyerly. Thank you, Dr. King. You moved us all. My name is Dr. Kristen Lyerly. I'm a board-certified obstetrician-gynecologist from Green Bay. I take care of women and people across the spectrum of their lives, from puberty to menopause. I manage high-risk pregnancies. I diagnose cancers, and I help people solve problems that are so personal that they often live with them for years before they summon up the courage to have them treated. I am also an abortion care provider. At least I was until last week, when the Supreme Court repealed Roe, and in an instant, took away our fundamental rights to our own bodies, decisions that impact every aspect of our lives for the rest of our lives. I am here today as a woman and a mom, and most urgently, a physician, to elevate the voices of the people I serve, the moms who can't afford to have another baby, the college students who have staked their futures on their educations, the parents who are making heartbreaking decisions about a desperately desired but highly complicated pregnancy. I'm here on behalf of my patients, my colleagues, and all of us who have made it possible for women to obtain safe legal abortion here in Wisconsin until last Friday. When we lost Roe, an antiquated law from 1849, you've already heard about it today, that's one year after Wisconsin became a state and over 70 years before women earned the right to vote in this country. An 1849 law criminalized abortion without exceptions for rape or incest. In fact, the only exception the law allows is for the life of the mother. And we need to have three physicians sign off in order for this exception to be valid. So go with me on this. Imagine this scenario. You're in Eagle River, Wisconsin. Do you know where it is? It's beautiful. Way up north. 
a woman is brought to the emergency department at 2 a.m. on a Sunday morning. She's diagnosed with an ectopic pregnancy, a pregnancy outside of the uterus. This is the number one cause of death in women in early pregnancy. It's a common condition, but tell me where in Eagle River are you gonna find two other qualified physicians to evaluate this patient at this time in this city? And tell me, how sick is sick enough? Abortion is common. One in four women in this country will have an abortion in their lifetime. Making abortion illegal will not stop abortion, but it will cause women and families and communities to suffer, and some will die. Abortion is healthcare. My colleagues and I, many of whom are standing behind me today, we study for years. Actually, we never stop learning because we are constantly striving to better understand the complexities of taking care of pregnant people. This isn't simple stuff because every patient is unique. We have dedicated our lives to taking care of our patients, which for many of us includes helping people get pregnant, taking care of them throughout their pregnancies, and delivering them when the time comes. Our culture revels in the joy of pregnancy, and we should. But we also have to keep in mind that every pregnancy is not joyful. Women commonly suffer from chronic health conditions that make pregnancy dangerous and even sometimes fatal. Pregnancy complications, including pre-viable, premature rupture of membranes, genetic and developmental problems, and ectopic pregnancy, to name a few, these complications frequently threaten desired pregnancies, forcing women to make agonizing decisions when all they wanted was a healthy baby. When we walk beside our patients and their families during these challenging times, we provide support and care and guidance. We participate in the healing process, emotionally, mentally, and physically. This is a relationship built on trust. But that trust is destroyed when politicians interfere with our sacred patient-physician relationship. Politicians who can't explain what makes an ectopic pregnancy dangerous or why a diagnosis of anencephaly is devastating. Management of conditions like these and so many others is complicated and, can, and it's steeped in deeply personal decisions that can only be made by pregnant people. There is and never will be room for politics or politicians in my exam room. Attorney General Call, thank you on behalf of my patients, colleagues, and neighbors, those of us who believe in community and taking care of each other, like Wisconsinites do, for your support and action as we look to the future together and as our state motto proclaims, forward. And with that, I'd like to hand it back over to Governor Evers. Well, this is a this is a time where we're moving forward. We feel positive 
that we're taking a very, very, very important step to return uh, the, the rights to women in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, they shouldn't be second-class citizens. So I feel confident that we're uh, doing the right thing, and we're going to we're going to win this one.